hello, and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 358. On this episode, we've got some renewal news, and then we'll be discussing the series premieres of Big Little Lies, Doubt, and The Good Fight, and the second episodes of Legion and Imposters, plus a brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 35e. I'm Amory from MyTakeOnTV.com. I'm Jason the TV Holic from TVholic.com. And I'm Kyle. And he's Kyle. <laughs> she, filling, I figure if I'm filling I, in for Ray, yeah, I should be exactly. like Ray. Playing the role. I felt like I should do, um, you know, like one of the soap opera voiceovers. Playing the role of Alexis for this week on General Hospital is Kyle. Like it's just yeah, as you're announcing you are. Uh, so hello. Hello, everybody. Yeah, thanks, Kyle, for stepping in for... For Ray's me. travel to Tulsa, last yes. minute Tulsa trip. No problem. In the news. Yeah, thanks, Kyle, for being involved because we had one piece of news until Kyle actually yes. found something. So this list of news is all Kyle's fault. It yeah. would have been much shorter had he not Amazon been on this week. has renewed Goliath for a second season, probably based solely on Billy Bob having won his Golden Globe. Yeah. Um, so as well. Yeah. I'm not watching. Disney Channel has renewed Tangled the series for a second season. Do uh, Mandy Moore and Zach Levi do the voices for that? I think so. It hasn't even premiered yet. It doesn't oh. premiere until March. Oh, okay. Um, I guess they're getting ready. They must have really uh, liked it. Yeah. <laughs> e! has renewed the Royals for a fourth season. I watched the first season, but then I stopped. I think I watched the first two episodes, and then I stopped. <laughs> yeah, I watched... Most of the first season, somewhere into the first season, and then in the same boat, stop watching. Yeah. Um, so moving along, Fox has renewed Master Chef for an eighth season, which we all thought it had already done. Um, but it's official that they're going to be back to three judges because right now it was Gordon and Christina, and they've been cycling in guest judges. So like Wolfgang does a couple episodes. My favorite from last season, though, was Aron Sanchez, and he does, he's going to be the new full-time third judge. Um, so I hate his cacique commercials, and I don't love him on Chopped. But on Master Chef. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in church. <laughs> All of a sudden there were chimes. And... Um, Kyle's house is also excited about Aron Sanchez. So that's Fox. And then NBC has renewed Superstore for a third season, and I'm so excited. The show is so freaking funny. Ugh, I think it's so like good. it reminds me of like when The Office was like working on on all cylinders. Like, yeah, the whole cast works so well together on that show. I mean, so- and they really do. Exi- like, they show us how well they work together. Like, even like putting Glenn and and what's her name? What's what is her character's name? Amy. No, the one that had the baby. Um, Cheyenne? Cheyenne, right. So, like, we don't normally get to see Glenn and Cheyenne have, but their whole thing this week where they decided to, you know, world travel was amazing. I just really like how everybody works off of each other. Yeah, and they're uh, giving it a full 22 episode Are they really? Renewal. I don't see that. I only saw they were renewed. So they're not... I Didn't they... Did they, ex- they extended it past the 13 for the second season, didn't they? Yeah, uh, didn't they get a back nine or something? Yeah, I think this it year? got some. I can't remember. I think it got more episodes, which is always kind of weird when you hear about you're like, 
wait, what was picked a second season show? Usually that only happens for the most part yeah. in the first season, but uh, they decided to extend it out uh, this year and then for the second season. But I guess they're they're just going into it with, hey, you've got 22 episodes. There's no 13 and then we'll see what happens again type of thing. I, I guess... I guess you could say with that type of thing that NBC is, you know, relatively high on it comedy wise, so to go into it with that type of renewal. That's a step above you know, like like we did thirteen, then we gave it thirteen, and then we gave it more, and now we're just gonna uh, just go for it. Just do the whole yeah. season in the third season. And I love the show so much and I'm so happy. Um so that's our news segment. I'm an eyelash in my eye. Hold please. Prime time. I'm really excited. Are you going to bleep me? Um, Imposters. <laughs> season one, episode two. My balls, kid. <laughs> on, my, on my TiVo is just my balls, comma, D. It didn't even. Didn't, it wasn't really. <laughs> <so funny. laughs> not, even like, not even like a D, like asterisk. Star, 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 star. No, <laughs> just end quote. Like, my balls, D. Um... <laughs> so when I was watching it, I was like, what's the episode name? And then you hear the quote, and like, oh, okay, that must be yep. what it's named. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I really like this show. I think that Bar Lobby, or In Bar Lobby, is just so beautiful. And I love her. I mean, she's no Tatiana Maslany. No one is. But I just think it's really good. No, she does a whole bunch of accents. I don't know what her real accent is, but she's pro- um she's Israeli, but I think she has an American. Like I think she doesn't have an accent. She's just really, I don't know. She's really good, and I wouldn't say that like from, you know her, her brief stints in in things like uh, you know seeing her in like Last Ship, or uh, what else was she in. It was on that MTV show I really like. Was it Underemployed? Is that what it was called? Or was she in the ones about getting her pants back? No, she was in the one about... At any rate, she was on an MTV show, and I liked her in that. Uh, she was also in Gang Related. She'll be on Prison Break? Yeah, she... You know, it's one of those, like, you're like, I recognize her, but I had to, like, go look up, like, where hmm. things that she had she had been in. You know, she even appeared in a couple episodes of Sons of Anarchy... And, uh, oh yeah, and things like that. But yeah. like, Poker from, with a heart of gold yeah. But from that, you're, you know, and then just, you know, to see her take on, yeah, it's not like she's acting against herself, you know, playing multiple roles. But to see her take on different personas, where that's mm-hmm. the, you know, where you see her sort of like what she is in every day, and then you're seeing what her new persona is, which. Uh, you know, in the long con that they're doing. And I don't know, she's, she's really good. I'm really interested in the whole sort of long con aspect of it. And that they're, while they, the first one, you know, the first episode kind of shows you in flashback, like what led up to, you know, how, how some of those things worked and, you know, how she, she got in, you know, with the guy and, you know, took him for all he had and everything. Mm hmm. But then to see, like, okay, here's the new job, and you're watching it happen, so you're seeing the long con take place. Uh, I find that, you know, that interesting for an arc for for the season. 
as well as you know now the two the two guys you know that one finds the other one uh and now they start looking and then they come across a third person at the mm-hmm. end of, at the end of this episode i think those two guys are hysterical together yeah, <laughs> yes i like the the bro road trip uh they and are then, hysterical and them learning to do, how to oh my god yeah and i'm trying to grift people and totally <laughs> completely messing it up by throwing wallets across the room yeah their whole idea about how you know are we just as bad as her if we do that to other people and then they come up yeah. with their code of conduct for comedy people uh, which was which is funny. It's just a surprise. I was not expecting at all. Yeah, I I mean I saw the ads, and mm-hmm. in and they were kind of intriguing. Uh, and then I like, you know, some you know I like shows that have some sort of you know. Usually I'm watching shows where the con artists are the good guys, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> necessarily. But this is some sort of world that they've gotten into. And can't get really out of because of who they're, you know, they're working for. And so, I don't know. I just, it's kind of a surprise. And I was like all in after the first episode. And then watching the second episode, it's just like the the two guys (laughs) fumbling about is funny. You know, the whole. Did you know that um, Paul Adelstein created it? No, I didn't. He's a co-creator. I didn't know that. No, it's one of these shows that just sort of came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden it was like, yeah. "Hey, it used to be hey, called my so-called like." Yeah, but it's like over here on uh, Bravo, we've got a we, we've got a scripted television show too now. Right, well, we've got more than this, but I mean, you know that, right? This isn't their first. But in this world of so many things, of that, it's hard to it's hard to find, you know, mm. and so when you actually try something out and then it turns out to be this good, it's, yeah. it's almost kind of a surprise. I don't even to... hate Catherine Lanaza in this. And I normally hate her with a passion. She's the um, lady that works with her. That's playing the, um, the maid accented or... maid right now. Right. And of course, if you're going to cast an angry older, an angry aging gentleman, you cast Aaron Douglas. <laughs> See, I, I still have a problem with him, with him, Falling for well, not him falling for her, but the two of them together. It's like he's like, what he's like forty five and she's like thirty. So there's that pretty big age difference between them, and yet, like, and he doesn't suspect. Like she just happens to be at the dart play. She just happens to be here, and like just the whole awkward thing at the beginning where she like seduces him on the at the interview, and then how do you even manage to recover from that? I don't know. That I thought she seems... recovered from it pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she recovered from it pretty good. I thought the, you know, her, you know, he takes her home. And so it wasn't a lie that she lived close uh, right. type of thing. And so they, you know, they set things up really well and they get a lot of people on these people ahead of time from whoever it is, you know, from the doctor or whatever that they're working for. 
I mean, we're probably supposed to feel bad for them that they're being forced to work for this guy. But I feel no sympathy for these three people. I want. No, I don't talk. either. I want those two guys to get their money back. I like how they're still like obsessed with her. Like both of them are like, oh, she, I just want to hold her one more time. And like they still love her, even though like she completely destroyed their lives. Right. And they they both think like finding her, they're going to get back together with her. And but. I mean, that seems to be fade. That seems to be yeah. fading as they're going along. Yeah, I but, think that, I, I don't know. I I have a little bit of sympathy for her in that she's, you know, obviously done this a few times, but she's not been doing it as long as the other two in her group. Uh, and knowing that she is got herself into some situation that you know she can't really get you know can't really get out of is gives me a a little bit uh also when you see her you know with the other guy in Seattle uh and mm-hmm. stuff and how she doesn't want you know necessarily to be doing what she's doing anymore and so it there's there's a little bit there but overall in this case like the guy's kind of a jerk and so you're not as sympathetic for him that mm-hmm. that they're going to take him, but the previous people that she's taken, they all seem like perfectly normal and nice people. They had some jerks in their family or whatever, yeah, uh, and, yeah. and stuff. But they them themselves were uh, were perfectly fine. And so I'm I'm interested to find out more about like who you know who is pulling the strings and how they choose people and. See, I started to wonder is interesting. I started to wonder if that guy in the coffee shop is the doctor and he's just playing her now Mm. and pretending to be nice and kind. I mean, it might be real, but I just have this sneaking suspicion that (laughs) you're already expecting another twist. Yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, there seems to be a new twist and a new person, like the girl that opened the door at the end. And so like. Yeah, I'm already suspecting him. But just to go back, one other thing that bugged me in the first episode, mm-hmm. how Brian Ben Ben got through airport security with that awful, awful makeup <laughs> was so <laughs> fake. He, he would have been arrested on the spot. Uh, well, it was only... Uh, it was, it was, it was, I digress. It, it was more awful once, uh, you know, once he beat the crap out of the, out of the brother... Uh, that, uh, you know, that it started falling apart, but I don't know. I suppose as long as the, the ID that he had looked the same was. <laughs> Unless he put it on in the airport bathroom. <laughs> Which is very possible. That's what a lot of con, we learn from watching con artists on TV. That's what they do. Yeah. Could have, could have done like that. Like when Sid dyed her hair red in phase one or not phase one, I guess the pilot of. Alias, everybody. Um, she became Amy. Anyway, I'm digressing now. Um, I just think Parker Young is just so funny, and I want the show to succeed because I re- like. And I think it's. I don't know how ratings for Bravo work, but um, I just want him to do well and have a show that lasts for for a while. But I mean, you've already in the second episode found the third wife, um, or like spouse. I do wonder, like, are they burning it through it too much? Yeah, I don't know. Well, it depends on, 
like what is the next step that they take and how they yeah. you know how close how close do they come you know and how soon do they find something else out to uh to find you know to end up in Seattle or to end up all in the all in the same place yeah i don't know i don't know about like how long that i'm interested to see what they're going to do with that side of the storyline now because uh i mean i think you could you've got at least an episode of them sort of getting to know each other mm-hmm. and agreeing to then all three work together uh, to find her. And I don't think there's going to be, it's, I don't think they're going to be finding like a fourth and a fifth or something like that. Yeah. I, I think that from what they, you know, what they may have found or what they, you know, like the, the search that they got the guy to run, that, you know, these could be, I'm interested to find out how many times she's done this. Like, is... Right, because she's still young. Like... Yeah, like, how how long, has, you know, has she been in this group? She still seems to be new enough that they're... Teaching her. They're telling and... her stories about things that happened to them, you know, working for this these people and how serious, you know, she needs to take this and stuff. And so I'm wondering how... Like, are these the only three? Were there some before that? You know, has it been like a half dozen maybe or something like that that she's been involved with? Because there is some time involved in each one of them too, like... At least a month. There, yeah. But you you could see that some of them could have been longer or shorter, you know, plus, you know, prep or stuff like that between the... Yeah. You know, that you could see that even if it's only been you know, a handful that it still could have been, you know, some, a significant period of time. Right. Uh, but I don't know. The whole thing is, it, it just sucked me in right from the beginning. And yeah, I'm so into it. And I'm I, like in a, like you said, Emery, like in a surprise, like sort of a surprising way, which is a, you know, a good surprising to like sort of instantly connect with a show that mm-hmm. you're, even if there's things that, bother you or or stuff like that there's enough here that it, you can just sort of let those things go exactly uh it's the shows that where those things start to bother you because there's nothing else that you're connecting with that's where the problem lies exactly uh, and i don't know i just she's really good yeah uh, in in this and uh i don't know i i'm looking forward to you know who else was in underemployed geraldine grundy from Rev, uh, riverdale that trollop. So yeah, so that's imposters. We're all in. Legion, season one, episode two, chapter two. <laughs> no idea. So creative. No what? idea what's going on. What is happening in this show? <laughs> None. But I, I thought I thought I did, and then I watched episode two. Oh my god! I have no clue. Like the whole time I'm watching, I'm trying to figure out what's in his head. I'm still not convinced all those people are real are real. Like, especially Aubrey Plaza. She has to be in his head. So like I'm watching, I feel like I'm back to watching like the first season of Mr. Robot where I'm watching everyone's movement carefully. Do they touch someone? Like, this this is not as boring. boring Yeah. Well, I think, I think some of the stuff that she's in his head now, if you see, maybe she wasn't before, but, but I think, I think she really died in the wall and also 
was but even before and she, like she, and she knew like, him out you know before they were in uh you know the the psych ward or like whatever with the, with the stove stuff she seemed like she was back like she still wasn't really there like and like he's the one eating the twizzlers in the in the second episode, where she was the one with the Twizzlers in the first episode, so like again, it feels like he, she's just in his head. Like and like when he took her Twizzlers in the first episode, I know this whole theory revolves around Twizzlers. Like, <laughs> oh my why God, she, <laughs> why she, Kyle, I didn't Twizzler even notice theory. the Twizzlers. <laughs> Kyle's Twizzlers theory. Follow the Twizzlers. Through Follow the, the Twizzlers. Find the truth. <laughs> uh, well, I I think there still is an element of you're not quite sure what's going on, but it feels That's like it feels like the place that he's at is a real place, uh-huh. and that they're really going through uh, stuff, and that he's really learning to use uh, his abilities and things like that. Uh, that this whole place isn't like a figment of his imagination just like, and that the people that were trying to get information out of him or find out more about him, that that's a real group too, uh, that are tracking down, you know, like mutants. Uh, yeah. And, and so I think there is, there is some stuff that's real, but within that, you're also not quite sure if everybody you know that he's that he's necessarily talking to is real or all the the different situations uh there's still the question of like what the what the monster represents that yellow or, demon or that what, ugly yeah or what type of thing like i like the whole thing that there was like a skip in his memory yeah and they're like he's like did you just see that it's like you're watching like an old uh, video cut or something like that, and they didn't they didn't edit it well. And you're like, did you see that jump and stuff like that? And so, I don't know. I feel like the stuff that happens in the second episode sets up that some of the what's real and what's false, uh, and that it is a real situation that's happening. I mean, I suppose we could get all the way to the end and find out that. <laughs> Everyone he's, a, he, he's asleep yeah. you know, or something and this whole thing has been a dream well uh, like in in the in this episode mrs bird keeps saying like she wants to make him whole again that to me like like there's all these different people there are they just part of him and she wants to put have them all him together put, yeah have him control them all get them back into his head or or something i, I don't know this <laughs> Way more confusing the second well, episode. I, than I the did first. like I did yeah. like the whole thing of re of reshaping like his memories of that he wasn't actually crazy or hallucinating that those were things that actually happened uh, and that part of what will make him better is if he you know refocuses and sees those things as you know and so doing the the memory work. Uh, but I don't see things as being, you know, all in his head when we see scenes of people without him. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the scene where he freaks out inside the machine and 
ends up on the floor and the machine ends up broken outside and she comes out to see what happens and she has like this smile on her face like wow he is really powerful uh type of thing that's not you're not watching like he's not having a dream sequence about the doctor by herself watching that would be super weird right that yeah, would yeah. Be weird. Oh, yeah i think mrs bird is real but the some of the other people i'm not so sure about right yeah i mean they have all the the different types of you know weird things like having you know putting him to sleep and then having him wake up you know like in the planter in the middle of <laughs> of the thing like why would that be the place you would take him after he freaked out but i don't know i I really, I really like it. I like the way that they, you know, they sort of go back and forth between things and you're not, you know, when you're, you're watching his, his memories. You can tell which is old and which is new by his haircut. Yeah. And, and, and things like that. And so uh, I'm, I'm sure that there's, there's possible that there's things within each of those that may not actually be there that he's actually seen, but we haven't seen it seems like somebody else would come along and see him talking to somebody, you know, or that's not there. Right. Or, right. Or, yeah. or it would be weird. Well, it's like I'm watching the, the interview sessions and seeing who they ask questions to and who talks and who's at the, like, who's sitting down and who's off to the sides of the room. <laughs> like, I feel like a, I, I need a, a board on my a wall. wall. With, you need a murder <laughs> wall. <laughs> with, like, red string that I'm tying everywhere. And... Yeah, but I think I think they have, I think they do things also, like, within those, like the whole stove thing. When he first comes out and sees her across the thing, you don't realize that the stove is on, like, a dolly. It looks like she's sitting on a floating stove. And so for a brief second, it looks like he's seeing a vision. And then the next scene is her pushing the thing down the street. And you're like, okay, it was, it wasn't. So then you're like, okay, this was real, but you're not, not quite sure. But I I think the thing about it is you're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to feel off kilter, but I don't think you feel off cult off kilter in a way where it you're just like oh I, I can't i can't do this anymore like this uh, it makes like there's enough stuff that makes sense uh there's stuff happening that at least seems like it makes sense or whatever even though it's confusing and which is i guess sort of a confusing way to put it but but i i feel like there's shows where you wouldn't be able to just rely on that it you know it's shot well or it looks cool uh-huh. Or the music choices are good. If the characters that you're watching weren't also compelling in some way, and even though the mystery of what exactly is going on and and whether he's going to be able to control this or what he's seeing, you know, what's real, what's not, while that's all puts you off kilter, it puts you off kilter in a way that makes you interested in it and finding out yeah. about it, and you feel like you are going to find out uh, about these things that, that that I don't feel like the show is just taking you for a ride. Mm. And I, I agree because Noah Hawley would never do that to us. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't feel like that the whole thing is going to be like, oh, we're going to get to you know, uh, an episode deep in and we're just going to completely, you know, flip everything on its head mm-hmm. uh, type of thing. I don't know. 
Could I be wrong? Of course, <laughs> it's possible. Of course, we're only on two but of it, them. But it does seem like they are telling an actual, you know, an actual story. They, these things are actually happening. You just, you're just getting a lot of the story from a guy that's, you know, little... thought he was crazy all this time and hears voices right. and sees things and, uh, but yet, you know, I was interested in the that somebody else like saw the monster in his dream, mm. you know, type of thing. And, uh, you know, or at least briefly or something. And so I'm, I'm interested in finding out like what, you know, what sort of trauma or something in his past has sort of caused all this. It couldn't have helped that, uh, world's angriest boy in the world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> children's book. That book is horrible. <laughs> I mean, also we know he's an X-Men. A mutant. Yeah. That's, I mean, Legion is an X-Men show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's connected to that universe, so it's... And so that's also why I feel like they're not telling you a completely false right. story. Right. I feel like they're telling you a, sort of a linear story in a, you know, a real story, just in a, like, the most unsettling way possible. Exactly. Uh, that they, I mean, that they can. He definitely seems to have abilities because he was able to see the present when his sister is being interviewed. Right. Or at the hospital and they're trying to pretend like he was he doesn't exist and he was never there. Right. So we'll see. I'm sure it'll continue to confuse us every week. But in and, a good way. But in a good way. I was just going to say that. It's not uh, confusing. I never want to watch again. Um, our third show, it's interesting we're talking about this before we're talking about the next one because it's just how they work out in this uh, week. But Doubt, season one, episode one, pilot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting to hear. Amory's biting her lip or biting her tongue. I like, okay, I am not a Katie Heigl hater. The season she said she wasn't written well for in Grey's Anatomy, I agree with her. You know, like things like that. I think she was written off in a weird, awful way and... There's bad blood there. But clearly the bad blood's only with Shonda Rhimes because the creators of the show, um, ta- ta- what is it named, Phelan and Raider, they're old Grey's Anatomy writers, right? I don't dislike her. I think she's charming. She's affable. She's plucky and whatever. Dream of Watson makes me want to stab myself in the eye. I just think she's so grating. The show is like a mismatch of all these things it wants to be, and it just doesn't succeed on them. Yeah, that was... That was that was what I felt. It was like it was too silly. Like it had like this weird silly streak to it, but while trying to be super serious. And they kind of go all in on the silly in episode two, which I thought was it was better, which hasn't aired yet, is better than season episode one. I just Stephen Pasquale, as much as I love him as Elfman on The Good Wife, he's just not compelling. And I loved him on Rescue Me. But <clears throat> Him being involved, he's like the new Ted McGinley. His name, right? The show killer? (laughs) No, that's John C. McGinley. Oh, I don't know who Ted McGinley is. He was the guy from Married with Children who then did a hundred shows that just keep getting canceled. Anyway, it's not important to the story. He's a show killer. (laughs) I liked liked his last show when he played like the the insane doctor. It lasted an episode. What's that? It lasted an episode. Oh, it only aired one episode? Yeah. I could have sworn I saw more than one episode. It was pulled after one episode. 
You probably watched them. I'm sure they gave us screeners ahead of time. <laughs> but like, so I, 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 it feels like they're gonna like stretch out because he's listed as like a regular. Yeah, he's a regular character. So they're gonna stretch out this, this <laughs> his whole case for like the entire season, probably. Yeah, yeah, and then they're gonna have little cases throughout. Um, Dulay Hill is wasted here. Oh, he's so underutilized. I don't know. It seemed like, I mean, granted, it's only one episode in. Uh, maybe they figure out what tone they want, you know, going forward or whatever. I just felt like it was such such a mishmash of... It really you is. You know, like, it, it opens up with this whole, like, biking through downtown uh, New York and then... You know that she basically changes like right there on the uh, on the steps of the courthouse, and uh, but then like all these different cases. She's a that woman they who have. can do it all. Yeah, she's got her 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 work life is in balance, and her personal life is out of balance. She's a but, plucky lawyer. But it was just it just seemed like then the the subjects that they go into like this case, you know, like a you know an old murder case and. Uh, and other things just seemed like they were going. And the for, story like, they have coming down the line, which is so, like you can't play silly with it. Yeah, it just seemed. Yeah, it just seemed like they were going for like these serious cases, uh, but then they had like these weird little things, like you know, Dulé Hill breaking up with his girlfriend because he forgot the dog outside the coffee shop. Right. Type of thing, and you're yeah, just that- like, what? <laughs> Why is yeah, this even a side sense. story? Type it was of his thing? fiance, right? It wasn't even yeah, just yeah, a girlfriend. Yeah, it was fiance. Girl, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know the then you have the whole thing of like the guy that's sitting there forever, and then he finally you know he finds out some information, and then you get a little bit of his backstory, and you know it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah, now this guy's getting you know getting a the second shot type of thing. I don't know. It just. I think if it settles down into something, if it embraces the quirk, if it goes the Allie McBeal kind of nutty kind of way, they still did serious things, but embraced how, like, the lunacy. I think it takes itself too seriously, so it pulls itself out of it. Because some of the sillier things, I've watched the first three episodes, some of the sillier things that go through it, like, are good. And I, I think they're funny, and I think that... Once they settle into these characters, they they've earned it. But watching the pilot, it was like, ugh. See, see, I don't, I didn't mind the silly parts. That's actually the parts I enjoyed. The thing I have a problem with is making this whole like love fest like the central part of it. Like her being like in love with her client. Like that's the part that I worry is just going to get. That drives the character. Though. Yeah, I had a problem with that. Uh, more so from they try and tell you she's been his lawyer for four months and all these different trips and stuff like that. And, and so I think that would have been more interesting if you were watching that happen, as opposed to there's supposed to be a connection there. And now you're just seeing them trying not to act on it type of thing. I, I felt like that was, they don't do a very good job. Well, I felt like it wasn't earned at all because they just tell you, and you're supposed to be like, oh, okay. So they have this connection yeah. because it, if the arc of the first season was starting from when they arrested him type of thing right. to over the, over time, the whole, you know, the, the first season or whatever goes through 
where you see this four months of time plus where you pick up now and go forward, uh, you know, if four or five episodes in, you've seen that they actually have uh, a connection, how much time they spent together or whatever, then that would have felt, uh, that just felt like uh, we need another thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We need, we need like a, a, a big thing around this, like, you know, for them to be, you know, the whole thing is like, did he do it? Did he not do it? You know, I trust him. Should I trust him? I'm I hope that it turns him. out that he did it for him. Uh, you know, and so, yeah, I, it just, I don't know. I may watch another couple just to see like where they seem to be taking it. But to me, they, the things didn't fit together. Like I also always think Laverne Cox is way over the top. Yeah. Well, even I like a, a yeah. like a but but other things like it's not like a like a Boston legal or you know where that had a you know a completely But that's what I'm saying. I think it should embrace that yeah. silliness become something like Boston legal. That took on like lots of serious stuff but had And Alan like did too. Yeah, but had like this quirk to it but for some reason it I don't know like it it laid the foundation well from the beginning type mm-hmm. of thing. You know, even something to go like before Boston legal to like the practice, it was, that was uber serious, but yet had some of the most funniest things happen within that type of thing that they, that it worked. These things felt like two shows, two separate shows that weren't, you know, <laughs> that, you know, at any given time you were watching a, you know, when they switch cases, they you, you like it was like you switch channels to another show, you know, a different lawyer show, and so if they can somehow, you know, figure out the tone, then uh, uh, then they maybe, have because I like yeah because like, I like yeah. a lot of the people in the cast, you know, uh, all the way down from the you know, <laughs> from the head of the firm to you know I think you know I think Catherine Heigl's a good enough actress and yeah i watched uh, every episode of state of affairs yes yeah i I wanted that to keep going i did too (laughs) i never watched past uh, the first episode so you're the reason that our favorite show (laughs) i i did look up do no harm they aired two episodes oh okay in in december and then they aired the rest starting in june (laughs) so they took 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 some time off okay (laughs) <laughs> I was yeah. probably the only person that watched all so of that. So as of as of right now, I still have a little doubt. Oh God. How long have you been waiting to say that? <laughs> Here's a show I have no doubt about. My favorite show so far. Um this year. The Good Fight, season one, episode one, inauguration, and episode two, first week. Did you guys watch both of them? I did watch both of them. Yeah, I did too. Okay. I just want to make sure before I start talking. Um, Alex watched them out of order, which was so funny. She's like texting me things, and she's like, "Get us O'Hare," and like all these things. And I'm like, "So I thought she was in the second episode." And then she texts me, and she's like, uh, "I thought her niece was in the show." And I'm like, "The hell!" I purposely, her, I purposely looked up, but I purposely she looked up through the second episode without knowing who Rose Leslie was to Diane. See, I purposely looked up what was airing on CBS to see the episode title before I yeah. started watching. <laughs> I mean, online. They yeah. gave them descriptions. Yeah, but, but 
but they but they also had on the screener site the second episode was first in line. It was yeah. In order of stuff, and so I was like, wait, I'm, I'm pretty sure inauguration is the first it. episode, but yeah. so I made sure to that 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 was the case. Although I think like. I would have known enough, like, if I started watching the second episode and it just first, that I would have went, yeah, yeah. went, wait a second, this seems oh my God. Uh, off. But, but no, I, I think this is fantastic. Yeah, but I will say, full disclosure, I watched them right back to back. I didn't give any space between them. I liked the first episode. I thought there were some weird music choices, and I thought it was a little too, like, some of the... Some of it was trying to set itself aside a little bit too much, but it settled into a groove by the second episode, and I am just so in love with this show. Yeah, I think the second episode puts you fully into the. Well, it has it sets everything. It sets all the new stuff yeah, up. Yeah, like the you end see, of the kind of what episode. it's going to be, like what the uh, show is going to be. It, it really, it really is like a two part, you know, series premiere. Uh, you yeah. just had to sign up for the service to see the second part of it because it fully sets up her, you know. Her at the new firm and, you know, everybody is sort of, for the most part, in place. Uh, mm. And and then also... It Marissa, up, the best thing ever. Yeah, it also sets up the story, uh, you know, the storyline, you know, the overarching storyline of the, you know, her losing her money and, you know, who was, mm-hmm. who was responsible. Uh, you get, by the end of the second episode, you have a pretty good idea of who actually knew what, when, and where... Yeah, uh, and and who may not, uh, and so that that could change for, you know, who's going to be representing uh, Paul Gafoyle's character, you know, going forward on that. And I think Bernadette Peters is so perfect in this role. Yeah. It's like I, I it's like I I'm hard pressed to think of another actor who's been so perfectly cast. Well, the, um, as I was watching this, I was thinking they must have just gone down to like Broadway and said, yeah. "Hey, we need people to be in the show called The Good Fight. Let me just grab five or ten people, and you're all hired." Because it and seems like everyone's a Broadway. Helen York's in it, and her message is up. And uh, I just love it. I just I thought Rose Leslie's okay. Full disclosure: her accent's not great. But the writing, her physical acting, her emotional acting was was so strong that I am putting beside I'm putting aside my hatred for bad American accents. Even I noticed her bad accent. Even you noticed. Even Kyle noticed her accent. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't recognize her from Game of Thrones, but I knew she wasn't American. God, of course. The way she was like mumbling her lines was just like so. It just sounded. No, not natural. Yeah, like the way she she's speaks. mumbling it because she doesn't have an American accent, but it does get better as she goes. I think so. I think this is they can take in this. I think going forward, they can take what was the best part of the good the Good Wife, which was anything not involving that stupid goddamn election. Yeah, well, yeah, anything that that didn't. You know, not necessarily that didn't involve Alicia, but didn't involve, you know, sort of the more politics side of the show and focuses more on the law stuff because they always drew on such interesting cases. Mm -hmm. And I think her moving over to what is a predominantly black law firm Mm -hmm. and the the types of cases that they may be taking on, you know, 
like they were, were they were doing like pre- police brutality case here in the first you know in the first episode and uh, other things that they're looking on but also the interesting stuff of just like the whole thing about like these two guys and their algorithm and what they'll back for like right. different types of cases and things like that the things that they draw from and do into the show are so interesting that you don't that they they take on different cases while they do you know on the good wife they would do a murder case or or different stuff but it was always you know it would they would take on these different like tech cases or uh var- yeah. various types of things and so you could see that that's going to be more of the focus uh and the what will be the sort of take the place i think of the politics side storylines will be this ponzi scheme case going forward will be will, mm-hmm. will be like a predominant other case while they're taking on these other things like the you know in this case the you know where they're helping out one a union member you know and things like that and so i think it was really good but then i what i liked about it was that it was like the best part of mm-hmm. the good wife for like i literally cheered out loud like i i knew that they were getting old characters to come back like they basically were building this world without alicia um and like you know so you knew david lee would be there and howard but i didn't i mean julius just it makes sense that he would be there and he's there and you don't really mention it but he this world continues and michael boatman at the at del Lindo's firm and then when they had to get the judge replaced, I was like, oh, my God, who was it going to be? And then it was Dennis O'Hare, my favorite judge from <laughs> all of The Good Wife. And I literally, like, as I was watching, was like, yes! <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah, they always had I the best. Because I love that guy so much. Yeah, they always had the best quirky judges and stuff. See, this is another show where... It's so a ser- serious. A serious yeah. undertone, but they, they know where to insert the quirk or the, you know, or to have the the humorous type case or, or something that funny that happens within that. Uh, I think the only thing that bothered me in it was that they kept on with the, what is it? Kurt was, Oh, I'm so mad that Kurt cheated on her. I'm so mad. Like now they, now open ended at the end of the finale. Like he, he still doesn't necessarily like, agree totally like when she says that she he did it or whatever that's true that's true uh, necessarily but it, they they still sort of leave it like that like that's a thing and it that was one of the things in the finale and the, you know the end of the series that felt so false mm-hmm. uh, it felt like a thing that just would put you know so it would it was like they needed to get to this slap and they this was like the most expedient way to get there or something like that and you're just like yeah. this was where you were going then you should have set that up long ago. Like if that was your end game all along, uh, you should have set this up long ago instead of having to now take characters that you, you know, that you created and then turn them on their head and make, make them do things that you'd be like, wait, what? How? Like that doesn't sound like at all. Like, uh, so I was disappointed that that was still a thing. That was the only thing really that bothered me uh, in the show. I'd say one thing that bothered me was just the constant f bombs. Just because we can. Constant? I didn't think they were constant at all. In the they second episode, totally in, in the second episode, I counted at least five, like just for the sake of hey, we can do this now. No, and I like, loved it. 
in oh. the first episode, you had like the f bomb, and you had the the naked butt. But I noted, I went and checked on the CBS version; they digitally added pants to the guy. Did they really? I didn't watch yeah. the CBS version. <laughs> and so, uh, so they're just like they're just doing it because they can. And to me, that's just like just make it like I, it, it, I think a I couple felt of them. Jarring. I think a nope, couple I loved it. It's perfect. A, I think a couple of them felt that way, but I think other ones felt like a little jarring because they wouldn't have done that on The Good Wife and you watch so many episodes of that. But yet Could be, yeah. but yet in the situation it felt totally like something somebody would say. Yeah. But it felt at, to me some of them felt out of place just because I've seen 7 years of this world and nobody ever did that. You know. Yeah. So it's it's that that sort of juxtaposition that makes it sort of feel like... Whereas I'm like, oh, it's been seven years and finally <laughs> they said what they should be saying. So fed up. would be saying. Well, I'm just saying that that's... I didn't feel like a lot of them were out of place. I felt like it felt right to the situation. It just felt a little off from what you were used to from like the show. But, you know, if, by the end of the season, you won't even... Unless they're completely just dropping them all the time and then it becomes a thing that it's like because they can type of thing yeah but if it if it happens like it is you know here or there as it goes through this season and you watch it then i think by the end of it it won't feel weird it just feels a little weird now uh sarah Steele is the best i love marissa and how she doesn't even really work there and then is like Going out and getting them their class action suit, basically. I like how she, she tells the other so applicants. Yeah. I like how she tells the other applicants, you know, go ahead, but there's there's probably not really a job here, you know, basically. Yeah. And uh and yeah, she just she hears some things going on and and then is just like, So what's this case about? Oh, all right. And then just like leaves and they're like, What? And then she just shows yeah. back up with twenty three or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, potential people for the the class action. I just love her, and they're like, "Who is that?" And she's like, "Oh, that's my new assistant." <laughs> yeah, it's just you know, I was nervous because I loved the Good Wife so much, and as much as I didn't love the finale, I thought that it stayed creatively relevant for seven seasons, and I was glad that it went out when it did, and they didn't try and find a way to do it without Alicia when they weren't ready to. This feels earned. This feels like Diane is going to be, you know, get a chance to kind of shine as the lead. I love Luca. I've loved Luca since her first episode and bad accent be damned. I'm totally here for Rose Leslie. Like I'm so into the show. If only it was on CBS and not. <laughs> oh, I'm going to, I'm going to pay for it. Cause I love it so much. Well, you can pay for it or you can wait till it airs the last episode and then sign up for and your then free, get a free week. Sign up for your free week. And then binge it that in that week. That's a really smart idea. And then you don't have then you won't have to pay unless you decide that you want to watch. I've just decided to change my twenty seven seasons of NCIS. And then you just have to wait till the show. I do need to watch back again. Episodes of Madam Secretary. Yeah, if the show comes back again, then you can just uh, you know you can sign up for use another email address. (laughs) Yeah, I've got like seven. Or you could sign up for one you know, one month, yeah. you know, and, uh, watch, you know, just sign up for the month that it's in the month that, uh, it's going to air the final episode of, you know, of like the next season or whatever, if it comes back. 
so yeah, that's that's my little uh, that's my that's little tip. Fight. Sign up for your sign up for your free week on the Sunday that it puts out the last episode. Amazing. Um, so that's the good fight. Obviously, we're all watching. Kyle's not going to watch it until it's free. Yep. Yep. I mean, um, it's it's almost Jason good enough. Isn't going to watch it free, but I'm totally paying for it. I already I already can't keep up with all the shows I get on the channels that I do pay for. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I don't the thing. Need to is sign the, up for another one. I think. <laughs> I think it's good enough that it's worth paying for. Like if you basically, if you started paying now, you're basically going to pay for three months. Like if you wanted to have right. access to each episode and then within that, you would have access to other CBS shows as they're I have to watch. I'm, like I'm behind like 19 episodes of Madam Secretary. Not that many. I think it's like 11 episodes of Madam Secretary and they aren't available on demand unless I pay. And so, you know, overall, I'm not going to pay spend, for each individual episode. Yeah. If you spent the money, to watch each one, it'd be this, you know, where you don't necessarily own the episode at the end of it. It's, you know, it'd be less than if you bought each episode yeah. uh, type of thing. And so, uh, you know, there's various ways to, uh, to check it out. And, to, uh, to, yeah. Team uh, system. But yeah, as of right now, I don't plan on, on doing it because at least on a weekly basis, I don't have, like, I can barely keep up with, what I have somehow, mm-hmm. even though I deleted a bunch of shows, like I had been recording some things on like the CW and their seasons have already ended and they're on Netflix. And so I was just like, bye, <laughs> I can get you yeah. on Netflix now. And even when I deleted like 10 episodes of, of a couple of things off of that, all of a sudden, boom, I'm back to uh, fighting the DVR and the 90% full uh, yeah, thing, because somehow I haven't watched uh, a ton of TV, uh, and then I watched movies all day this past Saturday for the best picture stuff, and then finally got around to watching some stuff on uh, Sunday, and then it was well, I needed to watch Imposters and Legion and Doubt, and then I watched two episodes of The Good Fight, and then I also watched uh, the next show on our list. You know, since that didn't premiere till this last Sunday, so. But yet, cool. even after watching all of that stuff, like the DVR was still, is still like, there's seven things recording on Monday. You got to get some things off the DVR. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good fight. Our last show is Big Little Lies, season one, episode one. Somebody's dead. I didn't read the book. Did anybody read the book? I didn't even know there was a book. This is based on a book. <laughs> so I'm going to say um, Kyle's a no. Kyle has one. not read it. <laughs> um, I thought it was really, really good. I, I hate Nicole Kidman's wig like so much, but I thought the show was really well done. I thought the way it was told was interesting and in setting up a murder mystery where you neither know who the killer was or who was killed uh, is an interesting way to unfold, you know, like you have the cops giving press conferences, leaving out like, you know, the pertinent details <laughs> that, that the audience would like to know. And so you're, you're going to watch this story unfold uh, to see like how it leads to somebody ending up dead there at that, you know, charity fundraiser or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I found that interesting. I think the cast is obviously great. Reese this one's the best. She's so good. But I don't know. Overall, I was just like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, like so pretentious. Like, so. That's how. You know, yeah. like, 
I kept looking at the. I kept on hitting like the button to see how much was left as I was watching it. Was oh like, my god! So slow. Like they're they're setting up all these characters and like there's way too many people going on. Like I I felt like how the how Shailene uh, whatever Woodley is that what her name mm-hmm. is? Like how she must have felt going to that first day at the school. Like this is so and so. This so and so. This so and so. But I think that's what you're supposed to feel like because you're supposed to feel like her character. And so, like, just trying to remember who's who and who has what kid and what kid has a bad relationship with who. Like, like, yeah, I think we're supposed to hate Nicole Kidman's character, right? No, we're supposed like, to hate Laura Dern's character. Or Laura Dern's character. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Her. Like, because, like, like, what, like, accusing that new kid, like, when he obviously... It seems like he obviously didn't do anything, and like yeah. then, like just the teacher to do that in front of everybody. Front of everybody. It oh seems like how is this person a teacher? Like you never call out a student in front of everybody else. Like point to the person who hurt you among all these people. Like we're just gonna have a public uh, witch hunt here, and so like yeah, she was in the wrong, and then it seems like. We're supposed to think that um, Nicole Kidman and Skarsgård had like a, a wonderful relationship and then we see that that he's probably like an abuser or someone at by the end like it seemed like that's what they're hinting towards mm-hmm. um adam scott somebody buy him a razor My <laughs> like God. that beard is so awful <laughs> but i mean overall yeah they set up an interesting story i just wish it moved a little faster like it just seemed to drag a bit and like yeah. like uh, Jason said, everyone is like so pretentious. Like this whole uh, this whole. Um, I'm surprised they even welcomed uh, uh, Jane. Is it Jane? Is that what her name is? Yes. I'm surprised they even welcomed her into the group. Well, I'd say Nicole Kidman's character Celeste really didn't want to, but felt she had to um, by uh, Reese Witherspoon's character. Yeah, there also felt. Yeah, there was there was like some weird staring going on when they were at the coffee place or whatever. At first I was like, are, do they sort of know each other somehow or something? I actually was like, is Celeste her mother? Like, that's where I was going. <laughs> like, like, is that her mom? Like, what is, what, why is she, like, is she like jealous that her best friend like took to this new girl like so quickly? Like, what is the, what is the so put offishness like so quickly a uh, type of thing. Mostly, I just find it interesting. I love James Tupper too. He looks good. Well, I I find it interesting in a show like this uh, with Shane Lean Woodley and uh, Imposters. Uh, also has a former Secret Life of the American Teenager <laughs> cast member in in it. And when you see these people in other things, you realize how bad that show was. Yeah, I like, think you were the, like, you were the only person that kept watching after the first episode because it was of Secret Life. No, people watch that show forever. Yeah, but I watched it because it was unintentionally it was so the most funny bad. show on TV, <laughs> but unintentionally but like, so. But were they I just asked find to it be so... piss poor actors? Like, please don't act well in this scene. Yeah, and so when you see these people show up in other stuff, you know, whether movies or other shows, and you're just like. Wow, they actually are good actors. Like the, it really was the writing and directing that was so bad. On, it really was on that show. I mean, let's not go that far. I'm sure India Isley's not a great actor, but other people like 
Renee Olstead was so funny when she was on uh, that show with Mark Addy and uh, Molly Ringwald. I mean, come on. Like, well, we, that show was so bad. Well, we've, we've seen – well, that was the other thing. Well, I used to always talk about it in that, you know, the adult actors, you'd seen them in other things or you would see them in other, other stuff and you'd just be like, how are they – like they're good here. Like how are, but you hadn't yeah. really seen like the, you know, the quote unquote teen actors, you know, the, the 20 somethings playing teens or whatnot uh, yeah. in much of anything else. And so you keep seeing them more and more over the years pop up in other things. And you're just like, ah, oh, they are actually good. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's rare. Uh, it's, it's that is too funny. Uh, to well, I'm totally on board for Big Little Lies. Plus, it's David Kelly, right? I really do like him. He didn't have his quirkiness, maybe because it's based off of a book. Yeah. Like, he didn't seem to have his his same kind of style or feel. You know what I think is interesting? That we were talking about David e. We were talking about Boss the Legal, yeah. The Practice, <laughs> and Ally McBeal, and they're all David E. Kelly shows. So maybe David E. Kelly should take over Doubt. Yeah, there you go. That could be... That that could be the uh, uh, the next thing uh, uh, that he's doing. Now you re- you read the book, so you know what's going to happen. No, and, I never read yeah. the books. I didn't. Oh, read. okay. Yeah, because I I mean one other thing that that I that I wondered about is like does it seems like Jane is like she said she, her she never like knew her husband like her. Uh. Or the father the of her child was never in the picture, but yeah. the fact that she sleeps with a gun under her pillow leads me to believe that something she was is lying about that. Yeah, that like she's, something yeah. else. Yeah, that she's sort of scared of something, but then we also see in this sort of flash forward, uh, at some point, she, she's chasing somebody down the beach uh, with a gun, and uh, I the assumption is is since the giant male footsteps you know, of the of the male looking shoe end uh, right. it, it seems that like she shot somebody and they got washed out into the ocean uh so like is there going to be is there multiple people that get killed because they all talk about how everybody wanted to kill everybody at a certain point this is interesting so nicole kidman went to leanne morty and asked her for the rights like she was so, um, they were so into this show. Uh, so after collaborating on this project, Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon reteamed to obtain the rights for another Leanne Moriarty book. So they may do another series together. Well, maybe that'll be the not, you know, it won't be like a Big Little Lies anthology series, but the anthology it'll be a Leanne will be, Moriarty series. Yeah, will, will be will be Reese Witherspoon and uh, and uh, you know. Nicole Kidman doing, you know, getting the rights to books and putting a cast together. And because, uh, you know, if if those two come to you and yeah. say, hey, we've got the rights to this this book. We want to make it into a TV show. Uh, and we're also we're not going to just produce. We're also going to star in it and we, you know, and uh, and produce it. What network is going to be like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, who are you? <laughs> they're, they're going to do it. So I think, I don't know. The story, this is one where the storytelling structure sort of interests me and that I want to see like how far they can go mm-hmm. before it just seems ridiculous that they haven't 
uh, you know, told you who was killed and and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't know that I was. I don't know. Connected. I'm totally to, in. I love you know, them. So I, much. I did like the thing that they put anybody. up at the top. I did like the thing they put up at the top that said "Somebody's dead." <laughs> like <laughs> that was the name of the episode. <laughs> oh, that was, was the name of the episode. Yeah. I thought they were telling you, yeah. "Hey, somebody's dead." Oh, well, they were because <laughs> that's why that's the name of the episode. Because I'm not used to them dead. showing episode names on the screen. Oh, no one does that funny. anymore. That's funny. <laughs> so I'm a totally here for it, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm. I may continue to watch. I mean, it it all depends. Although this one is at least uh, being HBO, it'll be well. It's only it's only a short season, but also it'll be on demand, so I don't have to set it to tape. So it the, doesn't take space. I, right. I, it right. It's not it's not a DVR space killer. So right. uh, you just the, need to reformat but, your whole DVR, and then you're all set. I got I'm at twenty percent. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was the thing is I had deleted so many things off of the DVR and then and watched some stuff and I got it down to like around like under 50 percent and boom, uh, it's like two, three weeks later. And all of a sudden things have backed up and I end up catching up on things over the weekend, but I catch up on whatever is making it, it on the podcast. And <laughs> so yeah. sometimes the show makes it because I'll be like, Ooh, that gives me a good reason to watch those five episodes of that I can catch up with. <laughs> uh, so that's been a thing that's happened recently, but, but yeah. So, so that's prime time reality. Top chef. I'm so glad it was Brooke who won last chance kitchen, but I still want Sheldon to win. I do. That's I really. Just- I'm just glad the guy that like their task is to make a drink that pairs with your thing. And the guy just pours the straight alcohol into a glass and calls God, that. That guy drink. was the worst. John is the worst. Um, <laughs> so, I'm glad, I was he's glad gone. to see him gone. Um, but actually I think anybody left, I'd be happy to see when I, I don't have a problem with anybody. Um, but I, I was glad Brooke came back. That's about it for top chef. Um, Master chef junior. I just, something I was watching as I was watching, I thought, because these kids are, like, all shapes and sizes, you know what I mean? Like, they're little, you know, they're, like, the awkward stages that kids go through, and they're uh, skinny and round and tall and short, and they just, like, embrace these these kids, and they just treat them with respect as far as the show goes. Like, I love how supportive Gordon and Christina are to these kids. They're so funny. I It's, like, my favorite time of year is when MasterChef Junior is on. And these kids can really cook. I haven't seen any of this season yet. My DVR didn't record the first episode. It's just basically the you know narrowing it down kind of th- stuff. So you haven't they haven't started like competition yet, really. I just love it. The little kids are so cute, and I I, I hate it when they get sad, but also so cute. So that's Master Chef Project Runway Junior. I'm really mad because the one person I thought would win was just kicked off. He won like every week and then had a piss poor challenge, like last two challenges and then was kicked off and I loved him. But I commented on Twitter and the reason I'm talking about Project Arnold Jr. because I don't care who wins at this point. Hannah Jeter cries every time she has to say goodbye to one of these people. Like she's so invested in these kids and like it's just really sweet that she gets as emotional saying goodbye to them as they get emotionally, like as, as upset as they are. So that's that. And then Hunted, I got caught up on on the weekend. Are you guys watching this one? 
I love this show. Oh my god, I was so obsessed with this show. <laughs> and everybody I talked to this weekend, I was like, oh my god, you guys watch Haunted? Like, I'm so, I would fail so hard. I would definitely fail. Oh I, but my god. I never thought I would be like watching so intense, so, like being so tense, watching people like hoping they get away from the police. David like, and Emily, if they don't, oh my god. Is that the guy with the beard? That's like, the guy who apparently went through some stuff as a kid and was running from gangs or whatever. Yeah. Oh the my god. Is like, like, what I wonder is, how do they get access to all these like, like cameras and everything else? If these people aren't really in trouble with the law, how do they like? It's kind of scary that they can just like intercept cell phones yeah, and like it's listen. It's really in on scary. People. Like, how do they get? How are they legally like I could see like these people sign away their rights so they could do that. But any person that they come in contact, they didn't agree to be spied on. And like they post these things on their Facebook page like this is going to stick with you. Like and that idiot writing on a calendar and then not realizing you can just trace over it with a pencil. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's oh. that's his wife, right? Yeah, his yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, the people I'm really rooting for are the escape the room people, but they're so cocky. Like, oh, my God, they're so getting annoying. too big for their britches. <laughs> like, oh, my just, God. Like, and why would you ever risk flying in somebody when you know the plane can be tracked easily? And, like, so they get away with it. Oh, what do we do? Let's just take a picture and send it off to taunt the police. Like, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. Just you, you just have to wait another five days and you've got 250 grand. Just ride exactly. it out. Exactly. Oh my God. And like the, the Muslim guys, I think they have it the toughest because just stereotypes and everything exactly. else, you're, exactly. you're, you're going to get people calling in stuff on them. And especially if they start posting things, have you seen these people? You got people like terrified now. Exactly. Who are assume they're terrorists and then like try to like take matters into their own hands. And so like real smart though to shave their heads. Yeah. Really smart. That was a really and then smart. To go get food and stuff, but of course they're gonna be watching these like the mosques and things because they mm. know that's where they would go for help. But yeah. still, it's like I, I did hope- think it was amazing that those two dumb bras were like we're just going to use people we don't know because you can't really trace people you don't know. And they only got caught up because of that project, the Tinder, where they were able to find them through Tinder. Oh, the two guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought you meant, at first I thought you were talking about those two idiots that like went to the mall to get the food court and got caught in the oh mall parking lot. Like, no, no. They didn't go to a mall. They just went to a Taco Bell. Is that what they went? Yeah, but either way, it was so yeah. dumb. And especially to be traveling around with a car that had a big green sticker on it. Like, <laughs> but I, the, I called them bras, you know, like, what's up, bra? Like, that's what oh, those I thought two you guys said were. Bras. And that's why no, I thought you were no. talking <laughs> No, those, I felt bad. I was so like, I couldn't believe that their sister turned them in. I, I was so upset. I hope she at least got a lot of money for it. Like, yeah, there better have been at least something. Oh, my God. I'm so, who knew? I am so into it. Like, I really hope, I mean, I hope at least someone does yeah, I want at least win. one team to get the money, you know, at last. Because, like, I've been rooting for most of these teams, and it's, like, yeah. painful to see them caught. Like, really like, the ones who were camping for a while and then end up getting caught because the guy drove out on the ATV and basically yes. told them where they were. Because yes. they freaked out. You know, if they had stayed in place, the invest- the hunters didn't come up to the house. 
like the thing I don't understand, you just find some person that you don't really like that's a remote, remote, remote friend, stay in their basement for 30 days, pay them 50 grand. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I yeah. don't know what what legal right they have to smash into. Like, they can't go smash into some house. Well, like, no, they keep saying, like, you have to let us in. But I, the, like these people aren't the cops, so they don't have to let anyone into their house. Like True. I don't really know. I guess when you get in those situations, you're just like, well, I have to answer, right? Yeah. Well, that oh was God. like that was like the daughter that gave up the parent, like she gave up the mother's best friend without even realizing it. She's like, and oh yeah, she got there's the Rhonda. Pot. She it's got the like, gosh. Oh my God, I would never forgive my daughter. Like, uh, just don't say anything. Yeah. Answer yes. Just, just say yes, yes, yes. Don't give any details whatsoever. Oh, I just love it. I, 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 my fingers crossed, and I hope it gets renewed, and like we see it happen more, because I, I just love it. I love it. Anyway, I would never last, like you said. I would though. never last. I would, like, as I was checking my phone every three minutes, basically on Sunday, and I was catching up, I'm like, yeah, I would 100% be caught immediately. Like, I just don't have it in me. So that's reality. I'm changing my recommendation because we already talked about the good fight, and I thought about something else that uh, I got caught up on finally, and that's the 100. I made it through the Lexa debacle. I made it through the Link Link, what's his name? Is that his name? What, who's, Lincoln. Lincoln. Like, was that his name, Lincoln? It sounded wrong as I was saying it. I made it through that whole thing. Um, I made it through all of last season with the stupid AI. Um, and I, I, I'm now all caught up on the 100, finally. And I just want these people to be able to get some, to have something go right for them. Um, I guess it wouldn't be the show if it did, but... I'm here for uh, Bellamy and Clark all day. Uh, I'm here for Paige Turco and Ian Cusick to bang. Uh, I mean, on the show. I know they're both married in real life. Um, <laughs> I know, um, I you had to clarify because you used their real names, not yeah, their characters. Yeah, because I don't remember their, their characters' <laughs> names. Uh, and I don't mind if Jaha takes a long walk off a short pier. Like, that guy just needs, like, the only person in the show who keeps having, like, he has, like, nine lives, freaking Isaiah Washington's character, Jaha. Jaha needs to go. And who knew that John Murphy would become my favorite character as I watched it back to back to back? So that's all to tell you that if you are far behind on The 100 like I was, um, you, too, can catch up on it. It's on Netflix. Um, oh, I also just thought of something else. This is not a recommendation, more like a complaint. Did you guys see that whole thing that was going on about um, San that lady who wrote about Santa Clarita diet and about how, you know, the first strong female zombie, whatever, and didn't even mention iZombie and act like iZombie is a show that never existed? No, I didn't see any of this. Well, there's this woman who she like wrote about, basically you can tell she wanted to write about it positively so that Drew Barrymore, like she at replied Drew Barrymore and all of her tweets and all this stuff. Um, but she wrote the story about how uh, her character was this strong female zombie lead that we needed and we don't have. And it's all about males and all this stuff. Like doesn't even mention iZombie. Acts like Santa Clarita Diet is the very first like show that has ever featured a lead, like, basically acted like iZombie didn't exist because I don't think this woman knew that iZombie existed. Probably not. And, yeah. and then all these people... Um, well, also, they're, like, they're... very few zombie shows ever are in this sort of... <laughs> usually they're just the right. 
the zombies. These two films like, are so similar, and that it's two strong female women eating dead people. Like, and this woman acted like it didn't exist, and then people railed on her on Twitter. Um, a bit. She's like, I've seen iZombie, and I just thought this was better. She didn't see iZombie. You know, the fact that she doesn't even mention it when she mentions like all other current zombie movies, TV shows, you name it. This woman was the worst. I don't remember what her name was, but I was so enraged about it for like a week and a half. This is all to tell you that you should watch iZombie also, because that comes up. That's premiering soon. Well, in a month, but a month and a half, but still. I can get on that's board to catching up with iZombie. iZombie and the 100. Those are my recommendations. Because that, uh, that one's a fun show. Yes. And, uh, you know, also continues Jason, to... have you come up with a recommendation yet? Uh, yeah, I'm going to recommend iZombie. Oh, okay. <laughs> nailed it! You gave him now. his his recommendation. Yeah, I, I haven't been watching. I mean, a couple of things, you know, like watching the good fight. I haven't watched a, too much other stuff like that's coming up yet. You know, like next week is uh, is taken. You know, starts up in place of timeless. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, there's some other things and stuff like that coming, but I haven't seen any of those to to be able to to say anything and there was nothing you know like that was popping into my head so basically Kyle, jason just wants you to watch killjoys yeah <laughs> well that's that's, that's always default recommendation. Uh, that's always i don't know when season three starts up but uh, there's plenty of time to catch up yeah but uh right now uh right now overall i'd say my biggest recommendation is right now is probably like imposters yeah uh, where you know like a few weeks ago if somebody would have said like what should I watch? I would have said, you know, Sweet Vicious. And uh, now, if you said, well, you know, what should I watch? And I'd say uh, Imposters. Uh, so basically, you can expect Imposters to show up in every podcast <laughs> in the next eight weeks. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. well, not necessarily, but that would be, you know, as something that's only been around for a couple of weeks, still easily, you know, something that you can catch up with and get, yeah. uh, get on board with. Uh, you know, while... Well, I say, you know, in, in a month, you get, you've got plenty of time to catch up with two seasons of iZombie, and it'd be well worth it, I think, if you haven't watched Very any true. of it. But, totally agree. And uh, things of that nature. Uh, I, tr- I don't know. These days, I try and keep the recommendations for something that's actually actually good. I'd like to – I'd almost like to take back my my partial recommendation after one episode of Powerless. God, uh, I chose the worst. It's because so bad. I thought – I thought there was a lot of potential in that first episode, so but bad. but the next two have not lived up to any of that that potential. So, uh, so what's yours, Kyle? What's what's your recommendation? So my recommendation, uh, we're talking about upcoming series. So ABC has their Time After Time series coming up. So I checked out the uh, 1979 movie version. It's based on a movie? Uh, it's based on a book which okay. the movie was based on. And so now it's, so I watched the movie. It stars uh, Malcolm McDowell and um, Mary Steenburgen and David Warner. And okay. so it's the same premise as a series where HG Wells goes forward in time. Jack the Ripper escapes in the time machine to the present. And yes, so HG H. Sure. Wells follows him to try to, to capture him and, and bring him back to, uh, his time to face consequences. So uh, I watched the movie is actually really I, I like the the special effects are so outdated and comical. Sure, sure. You would expect it to be like the movie itself is tense and it's entertaining. Nice. Um, th- so then I checked out the first episode of the series, 
which is very much the same thing, except it's got a little more of a comical. Uh, it pushes the comedy a little more, and then you. And got, they have like, their real accents. They do have real accents. Well, but Malcolm McDowell has a real accent. No, I just mean normally you would expect them to have to cover the boys' accents up, but they get to use them. Yes. Uh, and so I, I, I'd recommend both of them. I'd recommend checking out the movie. And, and I'll also, be there in a minute. One minute. Also the series in uh, a couple weeks when it premieres. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to the series. I haven't watched anything yet, but I just love those boys. Josh Bowman and Freddie Stroma. Outro! You can find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 358. Next week, Aaron Peterson from the Blacklist Exposed and the Hollywood Outsider Podcasts and Tina Charles from tvgoodness.com. Oh, I guess I should say are joining us with the way I phrased that sentence. <laughs> um, I just kind of went into it without reading how, the, how it ended. They'll be joining us. Jason, not us. It's a TV Times 5 podcast. TV Times 5. <laughs> yes. um, and on that note, my dog is literally going to explode, so I'm going to take her outside. All right. We don't um, need any exploding dogs. No, we don't. Uh, happy Monday. All right. Have, have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye.